Happy Veterans Day, everyone. You'll be seeing this on Friday the 11th, although I'm recording it the day before so that we can get it out to you on Friday, because since tomorrow, Friday, the day you're hopefully seeing this, the 11th is Veterans Day, that does mean it is a state holiday, which means that our offices are also closed as well. So the office will be closed on Friday the 11th. Uh, of course, as always, if it's urgent and you need to talk to me about something that uh, that needs to be addressed right away, make sure you let the answering service know that and they will try to get in touch with me. They'll do everything they can to track me down. Uh, I should be reachable all day tomorrow. I know I have, uh, I think I'm serving veterans some luncheons uh, and I have to go to a funeral. So uh, uh, I'll be around though. Uh, so call if you absolutely need help, tell the answering service that it is urgent and that Don Otto needs to be contacted that way they get a hold of me directly all right once again uh we have another week where we had like three phone calls all on the exact same topic and so that leads us into what we're going to talk about today and it's some issues with transportation issues with transportation of of course dead human bodies the questions that we had the three calls were all about transit permits uh because someone was asking for a Missouri transit permit when they were shipping a body from one place to another. Well, of course, as I'm sure most of you know, Missouri does not have a transit permit, but several states do. There are a number of states that if you're taking a body from point A to point B, uh, and especially if you're taking it out of state on some of them, you need to have some sort of piece of paper from the state government that's got this official seal on it and a bunch of information on it that says it's okay to transport the body, a transfer permit. Well, Missouri doesn't have that. And that's fine for us, but sometimes that causes problems when you're dealing with somebody from another state or somebody that's used to dealing with another state and they expect to have something called a transit permit. Well, Missouri doesn't have them. So you can try to explain that to people and that might work. I know there's some of you out there that have got a really, really old form from the state of Missouri that says on it transit permit. Uh, I'm not, I think it's from the 19, I think it's from 1984, if you look at the very bottom of the page, and I'm not even sure that it was really legal back then because they can't issue these things unless there's regulations that back them up, and I'm not sure there were. Uh, but in any case, as of now, there is no such thing as a transit permit. So what do you do if somebody's assisting on something? Well, one thing you can try is, again, if your funeral home is a firm member of the association, we have some documentation in our members only area that is in lieu of a transit permit. What it does is it's, it explains to whoever has to see this that Missouri does not require a transit permit and it gives the, uh, the citations of what is required. Uh, and again, it allows you to put some information that's very often on a transit permit on this piece of paper. And we, I have to say, have had very good luck with people accepting that in lieu of an actual transit permit. Uh, Southwest Airlines in St. Louis, I know uh, every time they get a new person that's in charge of their shipping there, they, they come from uh, out of state and they expect to see some kind of Missouri transit permit and there isn't one and people use this and eventually I think they figure out that uh, they don't need one at all, but at least that helps until uh, they figure out what the rules are. So you can try to do that as well. If they won't accept that, if they won't accept your statement that there is no such thing as a transit permit, give me a call. Uh, I'll be happy to try to talk with people to explain to them what Missouri statutes are. And what are Missouri rules on transporting a dead human body? Well, it's a little bit complicated, like they say on Facebook. 
in the relationship status because we have some laws that are very old that are still on the books, some regulations that are old, very on the books. And then we have newer things that don't always match up with the older things. And then we have this overlay of the fact that most of these rules were written assuming that a funeral director is going to be doing it or should be doing it. But of course, as you know from our previous broadcast, a person can bury someone on their own, bury their own. You can bury grandpa, dad on your own and not hire a funeral director and you're not violating the licensing statutes. We, we went over that on several occasions. Somebody does can bury grandpa on their own and not hire a funeral director to do that. They have to do it all on themselves and they're not violating the licensing statutes. They might be violating a whole bunch of other rules and regulations, but nobody can go against them and say you're practicing funeral directing without a license because they don't have to have a license if you, quote, are burying your own, unquote. So you have that overlay on top of these statutes that were, some of them are very old that weren't written with that in mind when it first happened. So what are the general rules on transporting a body? Well, first off, within the state of Missouri, within the state of Missouri, it's very clear you do not have to have a license to transport a body. Any person, any unlicensed person can transport a body within the state of Missouri if they're doing it under the direction auspices of a funeral establishment. So if a funeral establishment is having somebody take a body from point A to point B, and we're within the state of Missouri at this point, we're just going to talk about that to start with. Within the state of Missouri, you don't have to have any license to transport a body, but the one regulation says it is supposed to be under the uh, direction of a licensed funeral establishment who then is responsible for that person if anything goes wrong. Well, how does that kick in if the person's not hiring a funeral director? Well, Missouri law says you don't have to have a funeral director. So obviously then in that instance, the next of kin who's ever in charge is acting as such. For those of you that fill out death certificates, you know it says that there in small type on the death certificate, funeral director or person acting as such. And that's what they're doing there. So that's within the state of Missouri. And so the, that can pop up in a number of different ways. One of which has happened several occasions where people have called me up is where a funeral, for example, was here in Jefferson City, Missouri. And they're going to have the burial up in Kansas City, Missouri. And the family wants to be the one to take the body from Jefferson City to Kansas City. They don't want to pay for the funeral home to take it up there. They want to take control of the, they want the casket loaded in the back of the van and they want to take it up to Kansas City. Well, the other issue of course is, as we've mentioned before, the next of kin has the absolute right to the care custody and control of that dead human body. So you can't hold the body. You have to, you have to give it to the family. But what you want to do is present them with a release form. And again, we have one of these that's designed just for this purpose online. It's a release of the body form. And what it basically does with a lot of legal language in it, it's where the next of kin is saying, Mr. Funeral Home, you are no longer the funeral home in charge. I am now in charge. I am the next of kin. I have the right to the custody of this body. I am taking control of this body. And it's up to me as the next of kin to worry about all these laws that might affect me as soon as I pull out of your parking lot. You definitely want to present that to the family and hopefully they'll sign that. 
as, as always in these instances, if they refuse to sign the release, you're still going to have to give them the body, but at least document, have witnesses that you presented that release to them because you want to make it clear to that family that you are no longer responsible for that body. They have taken charge. So you want to have that. Now, there's an additional complication if the body is crossing state lines because removal of the body from this state is the final disposition. A lot of people out there don't realize that. The authorized forms of final disposition in the state of Missouri are burial, internment, cremation, donating the body to like, for example, a medical institution or medical school where the body is not going to be returned to the family. And the last form of final disposition that's mentioned is removal of the body from this state. So removing the body from this state is the final disposition. So technically on the death certificate, if you wanted to fill it out hyper-technically correct, if that body, you had the funeral here in Missouri, but their burial is going to be over in Illinois at Mark, Mount Carmel Cemetery, the correct way to fill out the death certificate is not to say we are going to bury the body at Mark Carmel Cemetery. The correct uh, final disposition on the death certificate would be removal of the body from this state. That's hyper-technical because vital records will accept the fact that you put down burying the body over in Illinois because it's obvious if you're burying the body over in Illinois that you're taking the body out of this state. So they're, they're not picky about that. But technically, the actual act of final disposition is taking that body out of the state. And Missouri law, again, also says that the final disposition must be done by a funeral establishment. But of course, we have that overlay again that a person doesn't have to hire a funeral director or a funeral establishment if they are burying their own, if they're, if they're handling this a family certain uh, some religious groups do this without having a funeral director uh, so once again they could be taking it across state lines but they are going to have to be doing it in effect as the person acting as such the funeral director in charge all right so that uh, what documentation should somebody do when they're doing that well again since we don't have the transit permits it's not a bad idea if you're uh, a funeral establishment to have that documentation that we have online, which is the documentation in lieu of a transit permit. Just have that with you filled out. So if case anybody stops and asks you what's going on. Also not a bad idea to have a death certificate with you. Uh, assuming that you have a death certificate at that point, to carry that along as well. And it's also good if you have one of your employees taking it to have documentation there that shows that they actually work for you. So that if something happens, uh, if there's an accident, if they get pulled over for any reason, they, they have all this documentation that shows that they uh, either they're a licensed funeral director or they're working on behalf of a licensed funeral director and that they here's a documentation that shows who's in the back in the casket and a death certificate uh, if you have one available. Now, if you do download my form, you will see that it says there attached to this is the notification of death. Which brings me to my last thing, what is the notification of death? Well, this goes back to some old timey stuff for a lot of you out there. You know, back when we were 100% paper, when all we did was paper death certificates, uh, 
what was what you did, what many people did anyway, is you filled out, I know not everyone did this, but this is how it was set up. You filled out the top part of the paper death certificate that had the deceased name and their address and date of death and things like that. And then you would either, you would take a copy of that over to your local health department or fax it over there. That was the notification of death, all right? And Missouri statute says that you must notify, it's still in the books right now, you must notify your local registrar or is directed by him or her of a person who died. And you have to do that before you bury them or inter them or take the body out of this state. That is a requirement. Of course, if you're cremating them, you actually have to have the death certificate. You have to have the full-blown death certificate before you cremate somebody or a letter from the doctor or the coroner. But even to bury somebody, you are supposed to have a notification of death to your local registrar or as directed by him or her, which in every county except the city of St. Louis is was your local health department. So you had to have proof before you buried somebody that you notified your local health department that this person was dead. Well, how do you do What are you doing now? You're on the Moever system. You're, 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 you're doing, you're doing all this typing, you know, you're not taking anything over to your health department anymore, but the statute still says you're supposed to do this notification of death. Well, don't worry because I got an email from vital records several years ago when I asked this question and vital records said, we deem, deem, that's the important word there. We deem that the funeral director has met their obligation under this statute when they open up the case file on Moevers. You know, you get on Moevers and you type in all that basic information and then you hit, you know, control F, Q, shift, whatever. All those magic things that you have to hit on the keyboard to start the process, to get the number, uh, to begin filling out the death certificate, you open up the case files, how I call it. Once you do that, Vital Records deem that you have met the obligation of the notification of death statute. Even though in reality, we know you have not done exactly what the statute says. Because to file the statute exactly, you've taken that notification of death over to your local county health department. But they say that it's okay. You don't have to do that because they say, we'll take care of that for you. We'll let the county know. I don't know if they do or not. I hope they do. But in any case, that's what you have to do. So in other words, before you're allowed to bury somebody, you must at least have started that death certificate process. Now, you don't have to have the death certificate yet. You don't have to wait until you get the death certificate to bury somebody. You don't have to wait to get the death certificate to take somebody out of state, but you do have to have that notification of death before you do that. And so in your documents, your travel documents, if you don't have the death certificate already, at least print off an office copy of what you've got. Even if it's not completed, even if you don't have the cause of death yet, print off what you've got and attach that to the documents because that proves, in case anybody ever asks, that you did what the statute required and you notified people that this person was dead before the final disposition. All right. So that is uh, that is the transportation. Again, if you have any questions, give me a call. Happy to go over it with you. I did have yet another good question from somebody dealing with the good old funeral rule and third-party caskets. And this question was, 
course, if you remember last week, I said you are not allowed to charge the family for disposing of all the waste material that comes with the casket. You can't do that because you don't charge them uh, for disposal of the waste material if it comes from Batesville or Aurora or Criswell or any of the other companies. Our funeral director uh, sent an email and asked, well, can we have the family dispose of that waste material? Can we give that waste material to the family and have them dispose of it? Well, basically, no, you can't do that because you don't do that with the caskets that you sell. Now, I know the caskets that you sell that are in your uh, display room, they don't have the, the big crate and they don't have all the packing material and the wood and the cart. They don't have all that. They have maybe a plastic bag. They maybe have some cardboard or styrofoam a little bit that you just put out in your regular trash. But if a family comes in and buys a casket from your display room that's been sitting there for a year, you don't hand the family a bag of waste material that came with that casket and say, well, here's here's the waste material that came with this casket when we when we had it shipped here two years ago. You need to take this home and dispose of it. You don't do that for that. You're not going to be able to get away with doing that for a third party casket because the whole idea behind this third party casket idea is that from the family's perspective, there's no difference procedurally or burden to the family. There's no additional burden to the family or additional expense to the family from buying a third party casket than if they bought a casket from your funeral home. That should be exactly the same. So if you don't require something for when they buy a casket from you out of your location, you can't really require that if they've ordered a casket from a third party source. From the Think of it from the family's perspective. It needs to be exactly the same what they have to do if they bought the casket from you directly or if they bought it from a third party. And if there's any additional burdens put on them, like showing up to view the casket when it arrives, okay, or having to bring a pickup truck to haul away the waste, anything like that, and I can pretty well guarantee you the FTC is not going to look favorably on that at all. You're, and you don't want to get hit up with a violation of the FTC because it is a very, very big fine if it goes that far. doesn't always go that far, but if it does go that far, uh, it's a big fine and you do not want to have to pay that. So that is to watch out for that. I know many of you will think, say that that's not fair. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's the federal government. That is, uh, that, is, that is the regulations that have been put in place. So you want to be following them. Well, that's all we have for today. I hope you have a, a wonderful and uh, safe uh, Valentine's Day, but Veterans Day begins with a V. Hope you have a wonderful and safe Veterans Day. Remember, if you know a veteran, if you see a veteran, if you're out there with veterans, give them a thank you. Thank you for what they've done for our country, for yourselves, for our families, for our way of life. The veterans protect us. The veterans deserve, if nothing else, a big thumbs up on Friday, November 11th. And so until next time, stay safe.